With Metro and the best deal in wireless, whatever your goal, however you hustle, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees always included, so you know exactly how much you pay every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Plus, at Metro, get the latest 5G phones, like a Samsung Galaxy for less than 100 bucks when you switch. That's the best deal in wireless, so you can take control of your day wherever it takes you. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. Welcome back, listeners. How are you? Okay. I'm glad you had a good one. with the doggy. And welcome back to another exciting Hi, episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for <laughs> blind people where we talk about critical yeah, issues in the blindness okay. community. Today, we are joined by a fellow YouTuber, someone to whom I have really just discovered, really only a day ago. I don't really remember exactly where I found you, but in the YouTube community, you may or may not be familiar with Chime Bear. Chime Bear, otherwise known as Wayne Scott, by the way, it's a wonderful name. I love that name, Wayne. That's such a cool name. Uh, Wayne, welcome to Aaron's Thank opinion. You. How's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Can't complain anyway. <laughs> well, I have I have a lot of complaints, so I'm glad that you cannot complain anyway. Tell Who us would listen? <laughs> Who would listen to a complaint? Not me. <laughs> well, there you go then. Um, well, I have a, well then let's start with a question. Tell us about, um, let's start with the history of your blindness. So for one thing, were you born blind? Yes, I was actually born uh, six weeks early. And sure. they gave me, yeah, they gave me too much oxygen. Mm. And I, it also, what happened was the doctors told the nurses to give me 10% oxygen. Well, they turned it out to the number 10 not realizing it was 10 to the 10th power. Mm, mm -hmm. And that's what caused my blindness and partial deafness. I see, I see. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I was born in 91, by the way. When, when were you born? Were you? 74. So yeah, yeah. A lot of babies born in the 50s, 60s, and 70s were born prematurely and then put into... Uh, incubators. Those, yes, incubators. Thank you. And then we're, we're blinded from um, lack of knowledge of, of the medical knowledge of that time. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, was quite, it was quite a, I think it was probably quite a severe problem until they re started to realize, I guess, in the 90s, they probably stopped doing that. But it went actually, on for quite a while. Yeah. Actually, it stopped in the 1960s. Um, oh. In the 70s, it was pretty much under control. They, um, so mine was pretty much caused by accident, is what it more or less. Ah, I see. I see. All right. All right. Well, then suffice it to say, you're, you're yep. basically someone who was born blind when you think about it. You've mm -hmm. been blind your entire life then. Yeah, that's right. That's and, right. you know, and it's really interesting to have the conversation about it because a lot of my guests were people who were, you know, sighted for most of their lives and then became, became blind later, which mm -hmm. is like really, really, really hard for people, I think. All right. Well, so then um, tell us about some early memories, you know, growing up. Uh, going to school, uh, those <coughs> types of things, if you want. Well, I have one biological. I'm the only. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm the only sighted one in my family, and. Um, blind. Thank you. I'm the only blind one in my family. <laughs> <laughs> and now, isn't it now? Now we just need to stop and pause here on Aaron's opinion. Isn't it great, everybody, that Chime Bear has a wife sitting next to him, paying attention to what he says. <laughs> Isn't that useful? I mean, wow, that's so wonderful. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I was the only blind one in my family. Oh, I am the only blind one in my family still. And um, I went to public school. I was mainstreamed. Um, and it, 
it was difficult growing up as a blind person because my parents were literally flying by the seat of their pants. They had no idea what they were doing. Um, they didn't have the knowledge that is out there now uh, about blindness and stuff like that. They actually went, uh, they went off of a book called If You Could See What I Could Hear by Tom Sullivan. And um, which I've read the book a couple of times and, I, and I'm going, okay. <laughs> and uh, you can't really base let's, it off of one book, but so that's let's, what they did. Let's open that slightly. I've not really heard of that book, um, but it sounds like it's worth some interesting discussion. If you could yeah. summarize it, what can you tell us about that book? It sounds like- Well, it's been a long time written. since I've mm -hmm. read it, but it is available on Bard. Huh. Um, and uh, basically it's about Tom Sullivan. He wrote, he was a singer and um, I believe he was also, a, uh, he's also a motivated, motivational speaker. Um, he wrote a book called A Live Day about a veteran and a guide dog. But anyway, if you could see what I could hear, it's pretty much about his life. And uh, up until he wrote the song that was popular on the charts, which I have yet to hear, if you could see what I could hear. Um, and he, he was born blind like I was in the 1950s. And um, this shows back then they had even lesser knowledge than they did when I was born. So, but it is available on Bard, I believe. It's called If You Could See What I Could Hear by Tom Sullivan. All right. All right. Good. Good. Well, I mean, and what are some of the things that are in this book that you found to be so inaccurate or so questionable? That's the impression you're well, giving. Um, just the fact that, well, like I said, it's been about, oh, geez, how long, how long ago did I read the book? I would say about 20 years ago since I've read the book. So it's been a while. Um, I think... It's like one of the things they did was his parents wouldn't let him play with sighted kids. And I can see the both sides of it because I have four kids of my own from my first marriage. Two are blind and two are sighted. Oh. And um, the problem is with sighted kids, they don't know how to interact with a blind person. And thanks to the ADA now, we have more avenues open to us so we can educate the public. Before the ADA, it was very tough going because they didn't have a lot of the um, equipment. It's like people would, were very impressed that I could, let me use this analogy. They were impressed that a blind person could walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, I, I can do that. And yeah, so can I. And, um, and to me, that just turns me off because it's like, yeah. I'm just a normal guy. That's what happens, you can't see. It's, yeah, thank right. You. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. You're just a normal. You're just. You're just a normal. You're just a normal guy who happens happens to be blind. Yep. Actually, right. actually, <laughs> I'm quite a character. I have a very eccentric personality. So I would say that I'm a normal, eccentric, unusual person who's both a teacher and a podcaster who happens to be blind on top of all of the eccentrically normal things about me. But yes, that's true. We're just normal people who happen to be blind. And yep. I probably, I probably could chew gum and chew gum and walk, walk and chew gum at the same time. Probably could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could. Although now I've heard some people say, well, can you rub your head and pat your stomach at the same time? <laughs> I've actually tried that. No. <laughs> I've tried that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and, I see. I see. And <clears throat> my philosophy is life is too funny to be taken seriously. Um, even though my parents were That's very good. over. That's good. Even though, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even though my parents were overprotective of me, and I didn't realize this until uh, after I moved out. My dad, he and I still have a, we have a very good relationship today. He realized his mistakes as far as being overprotective. And now... You know, especially when it came to, I didn't learn a lot of things until uh, later in life. Right, right. I, I see, I see. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. I find um, that although I'm um, you know, significantly younger than you, obviously, my, my memories of growing up are, 
completely different from yours. But really, I think that the, and this has been said on many other podcasts, so I'll say it on this one, and I'll say it because it's my, it's my own opinion. I think that the ADA needs a bit of a facelift um, because, quite frankly, I think that the ADA has done a great job in providing access to public buildings and setting up ramps for wheelchairs, and all of those things are wonderful. But what it has never done and I suppose this would also be an equally good argument for never really revising the ADA, is that the mm. ADA has never been able to change the fact that people, sighted people, will always have preconceived notions and opinions. No law yeah. has ever been able to do that. So it's right. like, I, I completely, you know, you know, uh, Wayne, I completely support you as I would completely support any other blind person from around the world who says, look, our country's laws need to change to support blind people. I would say, you're right. I, su I support you. I support that. <clears throat> but mm -hmm. I also think my own opinion about it is that laws don't prevent people from having opinions. So why are we mm -hmm. stressing our, right. uh, our opinions into laws? Right. You know? And here, yeah. here's another yeah. thing. Society, and this even happened when I was growing up, a lot of people still think that blindness is contagious. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people think that. Yeah, you know, have you, um, have you had a chance to play through my episodes? Not yet. No, I just subscribed to your channel nope. more than 20 minutes ago. No, well, well, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe precisely 20 minutes after the ending of this recording. <laughs> maybe 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 after you after we record after we end this thing and you yeah. wait 20 apparently you have to wait 20 minutes so after you wait 20 <laughs> minutes maybe go through go through my list um and um oh now i'll end up drawing a blank yeah it's like one thing too i still there, have people play, flip out because my a, wife calls it yep there's a, it, it, it just, it just occurred to me. There's an okay. episode that I recorded called Warrior. It's called Warrior. And the, the person's name in the episode is Warrior featuring Sushal at Hickory. Um, and that would be a really good episode for you to listen to. It's all about what it's like to be blind and to have grown up in Nepal. It's really interesting. It goes back to your point that a lot of mm -hmm. people in society still believe that blindness is contagious and actually mm -hmm. a, a disease, which it's mm -hmm. not. But a lot of a lot of people, yeah, people a, many that. many many people think that. Mm -hmm. And I've had um, I worked in, in customer service for twenty years. I'm I'm pretty much retired now uh, because it's hard for a deaf blind person to get a job. But um, one time I went into Walmart. And I asked for customer service and they said, where's your caregiver? I, um, I did my best. I was about ready to slap them. I'm like, I don't need a caregiver. I can do this on my own. I just need help shopping. But inside I'm cringing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like people think that blind people are incapable. There was some... I mean, that's, that's just, yeah, that, that type of thing, um, not, not, not okay. And somehow I'm not surprised. There was um, some sort of a, now I forget what it was exactly, but there was some sort of a pharmaceutical product. Um, some sort of like a scanner where like a blind person can like hold up a bottle of medication and the and the device like um read oh, the label. you're probably talking about script talk something like that and there was some sort of a complaint where someone tried it with some prescription that they had or something and the device told them to go talk to your caregiver they used that word or there was some complaint oh my <laughs> Now, I don't I know I don't know exactly what that what now we need to we need to clarify that I don't know exactly what the product product was called it was a yeah. long time ago that there was a there was a complaint <laughs> that went through the system that apparently the device was set up so that it says go talk to your you know see your caregiver for further direction or further use on the on the pharmaceutical product or something so yeah the the term um, caregiver is in my opinion not appropriate no, but no. it's but it's used a lot. It's a yep. common yep. term to lean on. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you remember audible traffic signals? Probably not. 
Uh, because Audible I track. Grew up, yes, go ahead. Um, well, they didn't have them uh, until the late 80s, early 90s. I lived in a part of Northern California that didn't have them. And then I moved to the Bay Area and where they have them in abundance. And at the time, they would tweet one direction and cuckoo the other. And I liked those, but they had to quit making them because the minor bird down south would start imitating them. <laughs> now they have the ones, and I don't like the ones that they have now. They vibrate in one way, where they vibrate and beep one way, and then the other way. And it, you can't really tell them apart. And with my hearing, I can't generalize traffic. I don't know if it's on top of me or behind me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they've been around for quite a while. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, I'm the type of person... Um, well, for one thing, for, for personal reasons, it's a bit of a long story. Uh, my location is always undisclosed, but whatever my location is, it's a location without public transportation. So oh, I, boy, never, yeah. <laughs> I never really grew up with that. So I never really understood a city. So I'll never try to understand a city. Yeah, well, my location, we have public transportation, but it's not the greatest. That's another problem. And I, I think that America has been a country that has developed with the notion that we do not need public transportation because we're mm -hmm. individualistic and our country just doesn't need to be set up that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, here's a question for you. Yeah. They have the ADA, right? Okay, they have right. Braille on things, right? Right. Now they have Braille on ATMs. Why the heck would they put it on a drive-thru when a blind person don't drive? I don't know. I know what a lot of people say. They had to be compliant with ADA, but I'm thinking, yeah, there's a point of being compliant and there's a point of being stupid. Right. Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't, there I don't have an answer. I really, I really do not have an answer for that. I've been wondering that for 20 years now. <laughs> well, keep, well, you know what? Keep wondering. I don't know. Yeah, really? <laughs> Keep them wondering. <laughs> the only sad thing that I can think of is maybe they think that some blind people are like wandering around the city and need a way of quickly reading the menu. That's the only thing I can think of. Mm, that's a possibility. I haven't thought but about I, that one. But, but I have no idea. Again, I, I don't live in that type of environment, mm -hmm. so I can't speak for it. But that's the only right. explanation I could possibly, yeah. I could fathom for that. That is weird, though. Yeah, and I've been a guide dog user twice. Um, I'm a cane user now. Um, I'm a problem. I'm a complete I'm a com I, a thousand percent supporter of guide dogs. Um, I had a guide dog for 13 years. I love everything about guide dogs. Mm -hmm. I do too, but the problem is one right now with I'm not out enough to where I need it, and right. also with my with my hearing as it is, I cannot generalize traffic. So it just doesn't make any sense for me to get one right now. Mm -hmm. But I've been a guide dog user twice. My balance is a lot better with the guide dog. Heck, I look like a drunk coming down the sidewalk with a cane. My wife calls it the zombie look. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just, um, and like I said, I had in my first marriage, you might say in my first six months of my first marriage, I got a crash course of independent living. I did not know how, the only thing I knew how to do was make a bed, do laundry, heat up a frozen meal. That was it. Well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What else do you need to do? Well, I know, and I didn't know how to clean house or anything. Oh, I do now, but I didn't know back then. I didn't know how to clean house. I didn't know how to really cook a home meal, which I would say this, I was in New York in 2003 for 13 weeks for a job training program put on by the National Statler for, for Center, excuse me, National Statler Center for Careers and Hospitality Service, put on by the Olmstead Center. I recommend that program if you want to get into the hospitality industry. And um, I was in New York for 13 weeks when I came home. My first wife asked me, what do you want? I said, whatever it is, I don't want it to be frozen and I don't want it from a restaurant. <laughs> you can tell it's and her, group, and <laughs> and her response? She's like, okay, no problem. She made a homemade meal. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> Well, good. <laughs> yes, I see. I see. That's very, that's very entertaining. That's, 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 that's an interesting story. Um, I think that a lot of blind, a, a lot of blind people 
um, live with a family, secretly live with a family member or live by themselves, I think. Secretly? <laughs> yeah. or, well, you know what I mean. I think you know. I know, I, I know. I'm pulling your leg. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot, I think there's, I think that some of the problems that I have reviewed in this podcast over mm -hmm. the past year, I think that a lot of them are a lot worse than even I'm aware of. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of struggles these days. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's, I could live on my own if I had to, but being a typical guy and a man that God, God hasn't designed man to be alone and I don't like being alone because you can do some things you would later regret if you're by yourself and when mm -hmm. since I'm married um, now I have someone I can be accountable for you know you did that okay I see I see well that is that is interesting yes and then um, all right so then then what happened um, what are some other you know, experiences that you've had, uh, you know, along, along the way? Well, um, I also play guitar, acoustic, six string and 12 string, not at the same time. I'm not that talented. And I do music by ear. Um, that is one icebreaker that is able to bridge the gap between uh, sighted and blind community. And although I don't like being compared to Stevie Wonder or Ray Charles, no thanks. Um, or Jose Feliciano. If you don't know who those guys are, Google, Google it as my youngest, as my oldest daughter would say. Um, but my ex-wife is blind. My mother-in-law from my first marriage is blind. We still get along very famously. And um, let's see, I've, I've had my share of, um, I've had to educate the public quite a bit, kids especially. Um, and the funny thing is, I have a hard time working with kids, even though I had four of my own. Um, I am an avid Braille reader. <clears throat> I've been reading Braille for 42 years. <clears throat> um, if you're wondering who that is barking in the background, that's our miniature no, golden doodle, Twyla, No, wor no worries. No worries. Yep. She, she's welcome to bark. She can bark as much <laughs> as she wants. I love yeah, that. So good. She's about... She's about two years old. Uh, we got Wonderful. her originally as, a, as an emotional therapy dog for my wife, but she's actually become emotional therapy for both of us. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I've had um, just about a year ago, I, I, I got diagnosed with sleep, uh, sleep apnea, both types. Mm. So um, I use a CPAP at night and that can be doable. Uh, you just have, I just have to have um, my wife look at the screen occasionally. And that's the other thing. Accessibility is getting better, but some of the things they have for blind people are the most ridiculous. I'll give you an example. Um, they have, I don't know what it's called, but it's a thing that you put on your cup and it'll tell you if the cup is full. <laughs> Why do you think God gave you fingers? You can use that just as well. If it's hot water, and this is a trick I've learned on my own before these things were even invented, I feel <laughs> the outside of a cup where I feel the heat. Right, exactly. Yeah. So some of the things that are out there, it's like, you don't need this. You have other body parts that you can use. Thank you very much. Yeah, there are some, there are some weird inventions um, that yeah. I suspect were invented to make a profit, just like any invention is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, I mean, my advice to society is that we need to, we need to stop inventing silly things mm -hmm. um, and we need to invent things we need. Mm -hmm. And I will agree with you. The ADA does need a, a facelift and also it has, it is now so vague that because people have taken it to their advantage. And, well, uh, it was signed, I, I believe, in 1990, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. 1990-ish. And, um, and, and at that time, you know, I wasn't even born. I mean, soci society was totally different then. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it was signed then was a wonderful thing and still is today. The it fact is. that it's there is still a miracle today. But mm -hmm. it's just, you know, our societies were totally different 
You uh -huh, know, I uh -huh, mean, uh -huh. even for me, as someone who's 29 years old, the, the society <clears throat> before like 2006, um, basically the society before September 11th and the society after September yeah, 11th yeah. are two totally two different, different societies. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I noticed the change around 2005, 2006, where people started to talk more about text me and text this and text. And then from there, the uh -huh. society picked up around that year. I noticed the change, but I had mm -hmm. back in 1987, I was a teenager. I had one of the first braille displays ever invented. It was um, invented just strictly for Apple computers. And mm. it was a huge sucker. It was about the size, a little bit bigger than an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. They don't make them anymore, obviously, because um, they've come a long, long, long way since then. And it shows how far, even my dad, when I bought my little braille display, I have a Focus 14 fifth generation that I can put in my pocket. I showed my dad that thing. He's like, that thing shrunk. <laughs> Um, but on another point, uh, jobs, you know, a lot of people, employers are afraid to hire blind people because A, the cost, B, they don't know how to train a blind person, and C, they don't know how to act around a blind person. And I worked for an organization called Envision, which is, uh, mm -hmm. and um, I worked with them for about six years in uh, the Mountain Home store up here. Um, and I was a cashier stalker, which is a job I will never do again. Um, but I didn't, I, I, the, okay, the organization was okay, but the problem is they gave the blind people what I call menial labor, bag picking, um, running a bag machine, stuffing envelopes. I'm like, uh, -uh this isn't me. And, and then the, the media portrayal was again, a blind person can walk and chew gum at the same time. I always cringed when they showed me the media aisle because I just looked the other way. <laughs> and that's the other thing, the media. I have been interviewed many times by the media. Right now I'm very leery of it because they don't focus on the person. They only focus on the disability. The last thing I was interviewed for was back 20 years ago, 1999. I was interviewed for a school newspaper. I was going to college at the time. And the interviewer said, okay, you know, we're, we're gonna focus on the person. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll consent to the interview. They interviewed me. I got the article. I about gagged. I'm like, this is not me. I'm just a normal guy who can't hear and see. I, I tossed that article so fast. <laughs> Ugh, just makes me mad about that. Someone said that yesterday. I was interviewing, I, and I, I guess you can say that I'm an interviewer, and I was interviewing someone on the show just yesterday, or I don't know, the days all blurred together. It could have been yesterday or the day before. And um, <clears throat> it was some, he was a blind, he's a blind person like you who's worked a lot in the media. And he was saying that even when you work in the media as someone with a disability, the media agency that you work for only focuses on your disability, doesn't focus on you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's a global pro that's a global problem. So right. I mean, yeah, I mean the the, the disability porning really really needs, mm -hmm. really needs to stop, mm -hmm. and it and also, really yeah. sh it really should probably be illegal. But I agree. Mm -hmm. And it's like I've worked in customer service for twenty years, various branches. And I worked in the hospitality industry, which is my favorite industry out of all the branches that I've worked for. Um, I worked at a hotel as a switchboard operator. I wish they're bringing that breed slowly back. Not fast enough, in my opinion, but I loved that job. I was a switchboard operator. I'm also trained to do reservations at a hotel. And I wouldn't mind doing that. The only downside is a couple of things. One, I can't see the stupid uh, ID and two, couldn't use the credit card machine. And three, handwriting. There ain't no program developed enough for a blind person to read handwriting. Hmm. I see. Well, maybe, maybe someone in our audience is blind or well, actually most of my audience probably is. Um, and maybe some of them have worked in a hotel before. So, you know, do you, if you want to comment about this guys, just comment below. 
Um, and I will certainly tell Wayne uh, what you, your advice. Or, you know, you can always send an email. I don't know why you're afraid to do it. Aaron's opinion six at gmail.com. A-A-R-O-N-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N six at gmail.com. I would love to hear your emails uh, about that, about that topic. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sure that there's a way and I'm sure that there are other I'm blind sure people. I'm sure there is. I'm there sure is there is. Way. And there are other blind mm -hmm. people who work in hotels, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. Up in the front desk. I was the first one that worked at, um, at the front desk in my mm -hmm. hotel. All the other blind people were given jobs in housekeeping. I spent one day at housekeeping during an internship in New York and I told my job coach, uh-uh, I will not do housekeeping again. I was bored within five minutes. Folding sheets. Boring. <laughs> you do one, you've done them all. Well, I see. Well, so that's an important job in a hotel, though. And that, yeah, you know, I'm not putting the job down. I'm not putting the job down. But for me personally, oh, okay. it wasn't me. Well, and I'm sure there are other blind people who are very good at it. But, you know, everybody has uh, their own personal preferences. Right. And, sure. and so it, it's a matter of what you're used to. I'm not putting the blind people down by a long shot. It's okay. just that, you know, having, no, haven't know. been around, you haven't been around quite a bit. You learn a lot as you go. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. And Good. also, if you want to learn more information about the Statler program I mentioned a little bit ago, I believe the, the website is statlercenter.org, or you can go to the Olmstead Center for the blind. I think they have a website in Buffalo, New York, and that'll, that'll probably have a link to that particular program if anybody's interested in going through that. Hmm. It's a 13, so, it's a, go ahead. So, so yeah, it sounds like a program where you would go through the training course to learn how to work in a hotel <laughs> or a hospitality setting. Yes, yes. And also, they also teach how to work in call centers. They didn't have that after I graduated, but yeah, they also teach how to work in call centers. That is very, that is a very, very, very useful skill. Yes. And they also have branches. Let's see, they have one in Vegas, and I know they have one in New York. I know that the original one's in New York. And I think about uh, 15 years ago, they opened a new branch in Vegas, mm. Las mm. Vegas. Well, so, yeah, so if anybody wants to you know, just check out statlercenter.org. That's S-T-A-T-L-E-R center.org. Well, good to know. Cool. The other topic that is interesting is to talk about what you do on YouTube. This is on YouTube. So talk to us about Chime Bear. Who is Chime Bear and your content? You've mentioned okay. a little that you do some narrations and some stories mm -hmm. and things like that. Okay. Tell us. Okay, well, let me back up your Chime Bear. Sure. There's a little story behind that. One, when I was a kid, there was a toy that was actually called a Chime Bear. It was a teddy bear that had chimes in it. I had one. Well, Chime Bear also kind of fits my personality. I'm, uh, I love music, hence the chime, and bear, because I'm a very relaxed person, have that type of teddy bear-like personality. So, and also when I was starting my YouTube channel, I didn't realize how many Wayne Scotts were out there. So I thought, okay, I gotta come up with something unique here. So I, I, I wouldn't have known. I, I wouldn't have known either. Why are there a lot of people <laughs> named Wayne Scott? Yeah, I know. So okay, that's put, weird. Okay, that's weird. I didn't know that it yeah. was that popular of a name. Oh yeah, I didn't either. And <laughs> so I came up with Chime Bear, and it stuck. And as a matter of fact, um, my wife Jessica and I, we call. Uh, she's even helped me on a few of my episodes. I call her Mrs. Chime. <laughs> on my channel and sometimes we use our real names but otherwise uh chime bear and mrs chime um but anyway what i do um is i was looking at i was just uh, playing around with youtube and i stumbled into something and i can't really pronounce it's asmr which stand i can't really remember what it stands for but it has to do with relaxing getting the body calmed down and all that. And there are a lot of ASM artists out there. You can find a bunch of them on YouTube. I had three of them who were my inspirations. And what they did, because some would just do sounds or repetition. That drives me insane. But these three ladies that inspired me, 
they called them role plays. Well, I kind of, I had to come up with something less scary. So I came up with interactive stories where I do the story, but the listener is the one that fills in the blanks of the conversation. So I'm actually talking to whoever, but they fill in the blanks. So, and, okay. So to clarify it a little bit more. Okay. So when you, when you are actually recording the video, uh -huh. you would actually be talking to another person live over Zoom right. or Skype or whatever. whatever. And you, would be, uh -huh. you would be walking them through a conversation, a story. Mm -hmm. And then let's say that I, hopefully, I, by the way, I would be honored to be on your channel. I would love to participate. I love guesting on other people's channels. So anytime you want Aaron's opinion, I'll keep that in mind. Stories, Please, please include me. I, I really am I inspired and entertained by that. But so let's say it was me. Okay. So then how would it work? Like you would say one thing and then I would respond and then it would. Well, actually, a, I don't kind know. Of can you kind of illustrate it yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Let, let, me, let, me, let me see if I can explain it this way. Um, for those people under 40, before television, they had old radio shows they had they didn't have television they had radio and the people the radio audience would have to use their imaginations and they can create their own image or picture of the person that they're talking to and therefore in, in my stories i'm talking to whoever is listening out there so they have to use their imaginations and visualize in their mind what is going on and i use sound effects what's real around me i don't use scripts i don't like doing that because i want it to i want it to be real so i do a lot of improvisation but i don't just come up with the story on the fly i i i keep asking my subscribers for ideas i have i have i have an idea that's rattling in my brain now but i haven't had a chance to really develop it yet Oh, but, I can help you. I, uh, Aaron's opinion can help you develop it. What's the idea? Yep. <laughs> and have you had a chance to check out my channel, by, not, by the way? Nope, not yet. Um, actually, but, actually, I would, but maybe I have to wait 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've been doing this channel now for three years, and I'm still um, determining which way it's going to go. Um, I've done a couple of talk shows with... Um, my wife, uh, Mrs. Chime, and um, and I've also done a lot of stories. And that is actually how we met, my second wife and I, we met through my YouTube channel. Uh, she asked me uh, as a request for an interactive story and and I was able to run with it. She gave me an idea and uh, when this is when I was working. When you're walking around the store fronting things, it gives you a lot of time to think. And I was able to come up with a lot of my stories based on that. And the stories are all fictional. Um, what I do is I take an idea and I will embellish it and or add other ideas to it. So all you're doing is you're listening to the story and in your mind and you're participating with the story. But at the same time, it is also causing you to relax it gets your mind off of stressful situations and gets you to focus on the story and that's the cool. point of my channel to help people get their mind off of stressful situations to calm down and to think i have a couple of stories where it involved a blind person um i wasn't the blind person but i the character in my story that i was talking to was and um, I've, I've gotten a lot of comments about that. Um, I've also done, well, the best thing I can tell you is, um, Aaron, I think I can, I think you can get, you, I think I can text you the link and you can just put it in your description there and you can have people check out the channel that way. Or you can look me up, just look for Chime Bear. I'm usually the first one that pops up, it's two words. Well, maybe, well, yeah, a listener, I'm going to put his channel in, in the description for you because, you know, if Wayne Scott is so popular, there's probably another, another chime bear. So we want you to make sure that you're connected with the right chime bear. 
Yeah, so I will I will WhatsApp you the um, yeah. I haven't seen any other chime bears yet, but hey, <laughs> I will WhatsApp you the. Um, actually, no, I can text you. I have your phone number, my contacts. I can text you via phone. I can text you the link. Okay. Um, but yeah, and and that's and I've also combined. It's real. My stories are based on real life experiences, either hence from me or from other people. But I just embellish them to make them fictional. Ah. You and... see, I think, Wayne, I think mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But I think that you might help me just as much as Aaron's opinion helps one person helps a million others. One, yeah. of, my, one of my dreams in life, to which I have many, mm-hmm. one of my dreams in life is that I've always wanted to be kind of like kind of like a voice actor in one of those really mm-hmm. powerful YouTube videos with a lot of good uh-huh. sound effects. Almost like, um, oh no, I'm not, no, actually I'm not in the mood for that. I was going to say something, but no, never mind. But I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted to be like in those like um, scary YouTube videos where it's just like mm-hmm. voice, like really good voice acting because mm-hmm. I want to know, I'm curious and I don't know the answer. I want to know, am I able to be a good voice actor on YouTube? So I want to, engage that and see what happens and see if my well a lot of it comes from um i've listened to a lot of old time radio shows i was read to when i was little yeah and also i've read a lot of library of congress books right so i kind of studied and yes i do some voice acting myself um i just did it on my own just it, it um it's i don't i do it but i'm on a my original goal for my channel was to simply read out loud to people because I love doing that. I read to my kids when they were little. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law from my first marriage, she still likes being read to. And um, I was going to do that. But then when I saw all the channels that were doing that, and then the ASMR thing came along, I got swept into that. And um, I found the interactive stories to be a lot more fun. Because I'm moving more and I'm using what's around me. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's definitely something that number one. I want to hear an example of it, but I know I can help you put one together. I would be honored right. to be included. So, I will yeah. let you know if I do that. But yeah, check out the channel, and um, you might like what you see. I mean, I I, I have quite a few things up there, um, and the picture on the channel. If anybody is sighted. It's a picture of our puppy. <laughs> My wife put that up there for me. <laughs> as the uh, channel's as the channel's avatar, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have two prosthetic eyes. Um, I got one uh, back in 2005, and I got it replaced just this year. And I got a shelf for my other one. So I had to have one eye re- removed due to glaucoma, which I wouldn't recommend glaucoma on anybody. <laughs> Um, but it's like, yeah, um, I have several ideas that are floating around in my brain. That I'm going to combine them because of all the stuff that has been going on with the, um, racial protests and COVID-19. Um, I have some ideas that I'm playing around with. Um, so I just gotta, one, make the time to do it. Cause I have, I have to, it's, it would take me a little while to get it done. Some of them are very easy to do. I could just stand in one place and do it. Other things, as you'll hear on some of the videos, I move around. So it, it depends on what I'm doing. So it, it depends upon the story. Sure, sure. So I can just go to that channel and I can, now how will I know mm-hmm. that it's, how will I know that it's the, um, these stories just by the title or by listening to yes. it? Or? Yes, I, I title all my videos. Um, I, I usually put interactive story in front of it. Uh, or, uh, or I would say, um, question, uh, talk show or something like that. So it'll, it'll have in front of it. I would just recommend just check out the whole channel. And there's more than there than just stories. Right. So I tried. So, um, I did at one time have me playing the guitar, but I took it down because it got zero views. And I had it up there for six months. I'm like, okay, this goes down. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, a lot of my videos on YouTube haven't received any views at all, and I still keep them there, because mm-hmm. I know that at some, to- at some point in time, someone will notice. Mm-hmm. So you never, the thing is, 
that I think we're living in a society that is saturated with YouTube videos and you never know when yours might just get recommended. I never know when mm -hmm. mine might get recommended without me knowing. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I've gotten, and it's interesting. My audience is primarily geared 17 on up. Because um, a lot of the stories are more, although I do keep my channel clean and family oriented because you never know. Um, and I know there are some mature kids who are 15, 16, they can handle some of the content, but a lot can't. So I, I tell people, no kids under 18. I even have that little, you know how they have that little YouTube deal where you have to specify what type of audience your video yeah. is geared for. Yeah, or the thing, the thing is where you push the button that says, no, this is not made for kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mine is like that too. And I say, no, my content is not for children. No, it's Same not. here. I wish they would just have the way to do it by the channel instead of having to go through the YT studio or YouTube studio. And you have to go through each one, all these hoops to push that stupid button. Yeah. I don't understand that myself. I think uh, I, I I agree with you. That's that annoys me. But I but it it does not just it certainly does not discourage me from uploading this video. No, nor nor none of my other. It right. doesn't discourage. And the the thing is, I'm not willing to take the risk of right. getting. I'm not either. I'm of not getting either. accused of something weird or so. Mm -hmm. I just I just make sure to push that button. And mm -hmm. hope to God that children stay away from my channel. Cause... Yep. And also, um, my I do have, I, re, I use the Spreaker recording app. Me too. Or and the studio app. Mm -hmm. and, 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 I also, and what I do is I share it with that, that platform and the, and the podcasting platforms they use. And I also share it with Anchor. I use mm. both. Um, because sometimes... One may not get it and the other one will. So I'd just rather make sure I'm safe. And my, I don't have all my YouTube on my podcast. Some of them I do, um, the most recent ones. Um, but I can be heard on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio. That one took a pain in the neck to get on. Comcast, a bunch of them. Um, I, all really? the major ones. And yeah, the Com and Anchor. Comcast I've never heard of for podcasting. I've never heard of Comcast. That's not on the that's not on the Spreaker distribution. Um, no, I've never heard of that one. But but that that's one's good. through Anchor. Ah, uh, you see, I think I know that eventually Spreaker will continuously every few months, mm -hmm. Spreaker will continue to slowly but surely add in new platforms to dis to distribute yeah. to. Mm -hmm. I, and I enjoy working with both apps. They're both very accessible yes i pay 5.99 a month for spreaker but it's well worth it um anchor is free but i've had no problems with them um for a while i wasn't using spreaker but then i decided to get back into it because i was just going straight to youtube for a while until they took that option away now I, in order for me to do youtube i have to go on video and then make it and then do a camera roll i'm like this is ridiculous yeah. Spreaker is easier. Yeah, and the reason I use Spreaker is just to get onto YouTube. And I can tell based on my analytic that, that more of you at home, guys, more of you are watching my YouTube because my YouTube audience is bigger than my podcast audience. So uh -huh. apparently, that's the same here. Yeah, I have 180 subscribers on my channel. So it's, oh, I'm always, I'm well, always hoping for more. Yeah, so it took me three years to get to this point. The only problem is I keep asking subscribers. I need ideas, guys. I don't hear yeah, from any of them. I know. Guys, I, nobody emails me either. What are you guys so afraid of? Email me. Yeah, I know. You can nobody does. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's like I give the information at the end of all my YouTube videos and podcasts. Here, there let's are ways hear. to contact Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's just plug it again. Do you have an email for Aaron's opinion? Well, I'd be happy to hear from you. Aaron's opinion six at gmail.com. Okay. All right. Let's see if that works. All right. Yeah, there you go. And me, I mean, you can contact me via YouTube, um, Facebook. Just look for Wayne Scott Jr. from Boise, Idaho. Mm. Twitter. My, my Twitter handle is at ChimeBear1. I purposely did that because I was getting more views from Twitter than Facebook. I'll send you, I'll send you the tweet for this episode, too. Spreaker tweets it out. So I'll, I'll send you oh, yeah. the tweet. I'll tweet okay. you back. We should okay. tweet it. You should tweet it, or or yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and you can follow me as well too. So um, yeah, just time bear one. All right, guys. And well, that's good. Uh, and um, then I'm I'm also on WhatsApp. Um, 
and also the podcasting platforms. I'm sure they will get me notified if there's a comment, which I've yet to say. But yeah, I don't know. I the answer is I don't know because no one's ever commented. Same <laughs> here. Same no, here. I, I would love. I would be fascinated to know what happens if someone comments below because nobody's ever done it. it I mean, people mm -hmm. have commented on the YouTube, so I know what that looks like. But I don't know, guys. Somebody at home should try it. Hey, hey, Aaron. I agree. I'm commenting agree. below. We yeah, want to really. see what it looks. Like. I, I, I wonder what it's like. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> And that's and so there are ways to get a hold of me. I'm not just a worm crawling out of the woodwork here. <laughs> oh, um, oh, you aren't. Okay, I just thought you were just part of a podcast. I didn't know you were a person. Okay, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, um, but I I enjoy what I do and see. Me too. And the thing is, is when I get these emails from speaker, take it to the next level, or I'd be willing to sponsor you if you do one once a week. Nope. One. The day someone pays me, I quit because that well, takes good. all the fun out of it. Yeah, well, good. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing is, I, like I told you earlier, I can't just come up with stories on the fly. That's why I keep asking my subscribers for ideas. If well, it's something I can work with, I'll do it. If not, forget it. Yeah. Well, like when you, when you work with me, I mean, it's, it's, it's your decision. It's your mm -hmm. choice and your decision. But I'll tell mm -hmm. you. Nothing would inspire me more than for me to do some voice acting for you with a scary story or something <laughs> disturbing right. or one of those mm. horror stories. You know, right. I, I could be in one of those. I could be in one of those horror things on YouTube, but in like a really well, artistic way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like one, a friend of mine that I was friends with in high school. Uh, he, I, I actually did a story based on an incident with him that actually happened to him, and we, <laughs> and um, we somehow lost contact until two years ago. I got back in contact with him. I gave him my YouTube channel, and I showed him the episode that I did. And I had, I combined two ideas. I combined one incident with him, and one incident with another with one of the ladies that inspired me that she tweeted about it, and I kind of took the idea and ran with it. And um, by the way, I can tell you the ladies that inspired me, if you want to check out their channels. Um, one is um, Morrigan, M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N Audio. The other one is Teacup, T-E-A-C-U-P Audio. And the other one, I believe is called Night Blossoms Audio or Mama Night Blossom. Those three ladies have inspired me and their channels are well worth checking into. Um, and teacup audio was the one that I got one idea. She was talking about an experience on stage that she had on Twitter and I picked up on it and I thought I could probably do something with this. So I combined it with the incidents that happened with a friend of mine and I showed him the episode. He goes, you know what? I said, what? He goes, that also happened to me. <laughs> he remembered the incident, but he, he was... <laughs> So, and that's the point of a channel. I want people to be able to relate to it and own mm -hmm. it, basically have have, mm -hmm. have a have a sense of have a have a piece of the pie, the piece of your cheesecake, and make it delicious for them. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> and like I said, I love what I do. I love. What, I can you know, tell. I, love... I can tell you are you. The way you talk is so endearing, and you have such an you have such a, an attractive and such an annoying way of talking. That it just makes me want to listen to you. You're, you're, you need to get into acting. I mean, really, I think we at Aaron's opinion, not that there's anything I can do to help you, which I can't. But if I could, yeah. I would certainly help you get into some sort of an acting thing where you can do some voice, some voiceovers for YouTube. Because your voice really, really annoys me. And it really also entertains me and really touches me. It's like, it's mm -hmm. like a real, you know, it's like when you have... The way I can describe it. Yeah, your voice is like an IPA. You know when you have a nice, strong IPA uh -huh, and you have, like, uh -huh. yeah, I have like the hops? Well, your voice has kind of the hops that kind of pinch me and irritate me. But then your voice also has that nice, sweet, rich texture, too, that makes mm -hmm. me want to drink more or listen to what you have to say. So and I see, love hearing a, you talk. Yeah. And that's a storyteller. That is a storyteller voice. <laughs> and, and I've been told when I would read to my kids, well, I would, too. When my kids were little, I would put voices to the characters. And a friend of mine, I was reading. Give me, give, give, a, give us an example. Yeah, your voice is beautiful. Give me an example. Well, I was just going to do that. I was reading oh. um, the Chronicles of Narnia. I was reading the Lion, the Witch, ah. and the Wardrobe. And I did Aslan's voice, you know, 
welcome, daughter of Eve. You know. Yeah, there and, you go. That's okay. You're yeah, you're on to that was like Ten stars. That's exactly that's exactly a narrator. You need we need to do something about this. We need to record a really, really good video. I'm determined to help you know. That was that audition was perfect. And the funny thing is, Focus on the Family Radio Theater had it dramatized. I just happened to grab the C D that night and put it on. And Aslan's voice came on. I nearly fell out of my chair because it was doing exactly what I was doing. That's weird. That's that's really cool. And people say for me, people say, Aaron, you should be on the radio too, because I have a really distinctive way of talking too. People mm -hmm. say I belong on the radio. So mm -hmm. uh yeah. But <clears throat> and also too, I am on a WhatsApp group called the Storytime Group where I do get to read out loud to people. Um, um I'm reading books that I've read or will read. Um and I've had many people say, even my second youngest daughter she i read her book once and she had to read it from the library of congress she goes dad you do a better job than the library of congress narrator yeah yeah now on this narration group are there any famous like other famous narrators from around the world or from the youtube community no, no. well actually uh, what they do it's, it's a whatsapp group um people post audiobooks um i read on there there's a couple of other readers that read rare books on there um yeah. I've read Treasure Island. That was one of the first books on cassette tape I ever had. And I remember that book very well to this day. Um, and it's like another one. One time, you've seen the movie Charlotte's Web. Of course. Right? Every child does. Well, oh, yeah. Well, Templeton, the rat. I prefer to be spying and eating. I did that, and my daughter went, Dad, you sound just like the rat in the movie. That's incredible. Yeah, that's exact. That's exact. That's yeah. You have to have that whiny. I remember the voice. I remember the line now. Yeah, it's like, um, exactly. Yeah, you, you have to sound very sly, mm -hmm. very. Um, oh, I. Wait I a minute. Let me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me. Let me. Let me really make you sweat. Let me really get your blood pressure up. Can you do? Okay, you know the part in the Harry Potter and the. Um, Harry Potter and the, the first Harry Potter. Um, no, I don't watch Harry Potter. Um, you're killing here's me. The, you're killing me. Mm -hmm. I don't watch Harry Potter. But here's a voice for you. I used to do this for special ed kids in high school. And I got this from a Jack Benny radio show. Jack Benny was a comedian. Mel Blank, who did the voice of Bugs Bunny and all those characters. He would do this one, a, a disembodied train announcer. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cook Gamanga. I see, I see. Yeah, you, you, your voice is unusual um, and attractive, and that's why it belongs on on YouTube. There's a lot. There's a lot of people on YouTube with some very. Um, really interesting ways of talking definitely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm also going to tell people if you know of anybody that will be interested in the channel my channel especially and errands share it spread the word well well thank you i was just about to say that spread the word but but Scheinberg said it just as well spread the word he says yeah we're so we're so frustrated trying to pull teeth what i what i was gonna what i was gonna tell you or actually, I should actually, that was really awkward. Let me make that sound normal. It's like pulling teeth, getting people to come on to the show. <laughs> Nobody is pulling teeth. Okay. That's, that, <laughs> that sounded interesting. If you go back to that, whoa, okay. Got to clarify that. Um, it's really like pulling teeth, getting people to come on to this thing. I think one thing that I try to do is I try to focus on my audience and talk to other blind people. When you know <laughs> that there are certain people who are going to guess, it's a lot easier to get them I think on. Another trick you can try is if you work with a lot of um, blind organizations, like for instance out here, we have our commission for the blind. <clears throat> um, give your channel to some of the rehab counselors if you work with any. Hmm. And have I them do, promote. I've actually given my channel to doctors and stuff like that when I would tell them about it. Well, that's good. That's good. Chime Bear, I must tell you, Chime Bear, that I immensely enjoyed this recording just as much as I immensely enjoy everyone. We actually have a minute and a half. I, I like to keep these recordings to about an hour. Um, do you have any yeah. 
final words of inspiration for our audience today? Well, a um, couple of things. One, if you enjoy doing something, who cares what other people tell you? Just do it. And always look at the inside of a person, not the outside. A lot of side of people don't get it, but a lot of us blind people, especially those who have been blind all their lives, we get it. But, but people who have lost their sight, they tend to forget that. Look at who you are on the inside because that is who you will be. That's how God made you. And that's really good advice. That's perfect advice because that's, you know what, that's how God made you. I love, I love that quote. Absolutely. I'm a Christian and I'm not afraid to share my faith. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. That's beautiful. I agree with you. And as I like to say, um, you know how to get in contact with me now, so I know you aren't going to do it. And yep. hopefully, hopefully we'll have some people out there who will hear my voice on Chime Bear's channel. And you know, uh, Wayne Scott, um, you are always welcome. You are now officially a friend of Aaron's opinion. You're always welcome on my podcast to talk about anything <laughs> you want, anytime. All right? Sounds good. Don't, and also here, another thing, one more word. Okay. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I always tell people, don't be afraid to ask questions. We don't bite. Right. Our bark okay. may be worse than our bite, but we don't bite. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, I have every... a sense of humor. <laughs> and, and you know what else? I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, mate. Um, we'll be in touch. I will get okay. this out to you as soon as I can. As I like okay. to say on this podcast, thanks so much, everybody. Stay safe. Have yep. a good day today and a great day tomorrow. Yep. And I'll get you that link in just a few minutes. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions, like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.